Greetings. Before we get started, the Whole Ugly Truth crew wants to thank you very much for helping us to keep our show going. Despite their awesomeness, Jamie and Paula are not radio DJs, professional comedians, or celebrities. So it's only by your loyalty and sharing the show that the ugly truth continues to grow. So thanks, honorary Uggs, or hugs as we like to call you. We really appreciate the support. And now, on with the show. You love them because they remind you of your sisters and BFFs, assuming they're a little twisted, too. It's the Uggs. Jamie? God, I'm so glad that I'm not ugly. And Paula? Something to grab onto instead of just being, you know, a whiny nag. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 87. 87? God, I can't believe we haven't killed each other yet. Sounds like an old lady's number. It does sound like an old lady number. Ugh! Ugh! Hey! That was a good one. That's amazing. Only 87 episodes. It took me 87 episodes. And <laughs> here I am yet again, the sickest girl in the world. I have, oh God. I don't know what I've got. Probably Ebola or I think our I think our SARS, mother, our mother tumor. had a, our mother had a friend like you. She was always, always Did they die Ill. eventually? Then please tell me they did. God. No. Well, you know what it was? She was a hippie and she was into the health food thing. And, you know, you can push the health food thing a little too far and you start becoming really, really skinny and pale and sickly if you try too hard to be healthy. Certain foods have antioxidants that people need, you know. You know, she would take lots of vitamins and vitamin E. I remember we would go to her house and it smelled like vitamins at her house. Ew, I hate that. It's like sticking your nose in a vitamin bottle. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes me want to throw up. You know what? I had someone, we were talking about that yesterday and someone suggested I don't really need it right now, but when I first got diagnosed with celiac disease, I was taking mm-hmm. biotin, which was for my hair and for my nails, because my hair was getting kind of dry and straw-like. And Yes, because you weren't getting the necessary fatties. My other doctor had recommended that I start taking fish oil uh-huh. because I, my, I had elevated cholesterol. And so I started taking these things. And, you know, those things just don't sit well in your stomach. It's like no. eating them. I mean, you are no. eating them. And so... Yeah. If you have fish oil and vitamins and everything in your stomach, there's just something about vitamins. They're just so pungent. Well, they're really harsh, first of all. It's like, I don't know I how don't people know, can but take a lot of... I don't anymore, but I, when I used to take multivitamins, I'd take them at night right before I went to sleep because if I took them in the morning, I threw them up. I literally threw them up. I would cut mine in half and yeah, I would take mine at night or I would take it with like a giant glass of like milk or toast or something i just like something thick i don't know i just felt like you know like a milk <laughs> i can't talk about it anymore like a milkshake or something vitamins are gross i mean i know they have good and i know people have lots of supplements but um i don't how do we even start talking about supplements to be honest we were talking about vitamins because i don't remember but we are actually recording after halloween we got a little late a late start this week so that's kind of good because then we get to recap our halloweens but right before we get started um my baby uh, malia who's 14 she has been wearing glasses for a year because she was afraid to get contact lenses last year and so she's been doing the glasses thing well she had her eye appointment on thursday and decided she was ready for contacts so after an hour of crying in the in the doctor's office trying to figure out how to put contacts in her eyes because by the way I think that's pretty normal because I can't say that I've known many friends 
who've gotten contacts as teenagers where it went smoothly. Like, I no. think it's it's an emotional time. I don't know why. After an hour of crying that she couldn't do it and, you know, we had to get her a glass of water and she had to calm down. I said, you know what? I'm going to go out and make a phone call. And so I went out to the car and sat for about 15 minutes because sometimes, I don't know if your kids are this way, but sometimes if they can see you, things are a little bit more emotional for them. We do tend to bring things to another, a whole nother level sometimes. Not on purpose. No, no, no. It's not like I was doing anything. I was just sitting in the waiting area, but she could see me. And so yeah. I left and I came back in and shock of all shocks, she got him in. They she was already in. being seen by the doctor. She came bounding out, you know, thrilled. And it was awesome. So we get home and she has cheer practice. So she comes down the stairs and I mean... It is like what you said. It's like that movie, <laughs> She's Out of Control, with, with Tony. Uh, Amy Dolans and Tony Danza. If you haven't seen it, you ha I think it came out in like 1986 or... It's 86-87. It's yes. Tony Danza and she comes down the stairs and all of a sudden you hear, Oh, Venus, oh, Venus, Venus, Venus is the word. Something, and I just remember, the girl with sunlight in her hair. And then it's yes. all... <laughs> so, yeah in the movie she has braces and glasses and she's like this kind of she's a cute dorky little girl but she just hasn't felt ready to like embrace her body right and attention and so she's kind of or you know frumply clothes and kind of just like was tomboyish and stuff but she right. I think it, she was about 15 in the movie and she mm -hmm. decided she was ready to like get her braces off you know get contacts instead of glasses and maybe start wearing some clothes that were a little bit more form-fitting. So my daughter comes down for practice and she's wearing cute little workout shorts, a tight little t-shirt. Her hair is up in a high pony, all fluffed out. She's got eye makeup and lip gloss on. And she comes down, she's like, I'm ready to go to practice. And I'm like, what happened to you? Where's my daughter? Like, what? Where did, where did you go? Like two hours ago, you were this dorky girl in glasses and now you're like this little prom queen like what happened I mean you know I'm thrilled but it's like well, what happened I so I saw the picture of when she was going to school and she was in this little teensy Batgirl costume which was adorable <laughs> but I mean yeah. it was small well it was she was wearing her shorts and t-shirt but, but yes you know to me I just I, it's not that I see anything wrong with the outfit I'm looking at it from like every prepubescent you know teenage boys Boy. eyes and mm -hmm. that's you know what I see I'm like I'm like a dad that's how ants are <laughs> we're like fathers it's and true so I say things like that and I'm thinking how is Daryl not like sitting on the floor with one knee up sipping orange juice you know, like he was when she <laughs> taken me was when she was born. When she came into the world, like how is he handling this? You know, he's um, he said he's 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 thrilled that his daughters are beautiful because you know that does it, that is very helpful in the world when you're when you're attractive. You know, I mean that's just the truth. But who ever really believes their kids are not attractive? Do you think that you would know if you did not have an attractive child? I don't know. I mean, I, you're I like, I don't know because I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. <laughs> I mean, how many times have I sat in the car and seen someone and gone, God, I'm so glad that I'm not ugly. <laughs> I mean, come terrible. on. You've done it yourself. Don't well, even no. lie. In fact, the picture when I saw it, I, I didn't even say like, oh, my God, why is she so cute? I said, oh, my God. I'm like, why are we so cute? Yes. It's like it's almost like a curse in some it fashion. Is. I'm like, why does she have to be so damn adorable? There's, it's true. It's just there's the there was this little sass the way she had in her hair and it was like flipping around this little curl and I was like she, she's transformed. She's got the campus gene completely overnight. 
you're gonna have to watch out i just don't know i don't know i know and daryl you know and daryl likes to live in the world of well she's a good girl i'm like she is a good girl today we're good girls too (laughs) today you know (laughs) it's Uh. just you know it's exciting it's nice seeing her grow up and blossom and it's funny how something as simple as contact lenses completely changes a girl's confidence and i guess a boy's too but Boys are different. I mean, Tyler luckily never had that severe transformation. You know, he was always pretty good looking. Yeah. But girls specifically, obviously, girls, their ability to be attractive to society, whether you want to admit it's true or not, it's important. No, I remember with school, summertime was always a big deal because the first day back at school, it was always like, and I had that happen not often, but I would say between my sophomore and junior year, I came back to school and a couple of the boys were like, wow, <laughs> like, hey, Paula, like, yeah, how was your summer? And I'm like, fine, <laughs> you know, it's just like, like, fine, why? It kind of surprised me, but it just, yeah. there's something about that coming of age that, you it's know. It's true. All of a sudden, you're a young lady. Like I heard on a radio station, they should bottle it and call it running buck. You know, that <laughs> that very so pheromony teen, whatever yeah. it is. Good times, good times. But... But yes, so she isn't out of control and she definitely isn't Yet. parading boys in and out of our house to be to, for us to meet and disapprove of. But... <laughs> You know, that that day will come. Oh, dear God. So what does your dating rules remind me? 16? 16, they can start dating. And what does dating mean? Like, they can't go anywhere by themselves with a boy, can they? Well, you know, the thing is, is back in the day, 16-year-olds had cars and were driving. It's not like that anymore. Kids don't drive until they're like 18. So that's kind of a good thing because that means dances, movies, or day dates where they're out wandering around the mall, which is what they like to do requires someone to drive them and because the laws don't allow their older brother to do it because you have to be like 25 or something they're not gonna wind up in some stinky vita van somewhere right so parents have to to chauffeur them around until you know they get their license which is essentially 17 or 18 so it's kind of good because now nowadays anyway i mean at least for the last two or three of them we've had to drive them to all of their dates so it's been helpful but 16 is when they can start going out on dates you know, homecoming dances and stuff like that, obviously, we let them do it their freshman year. But right. other than that, no. Well, there's that's no... different. That's not, like, really a date. That's, like, a dance. But Well, that's a date. It can be somebody's first date. I mean, my yeah. first date was a homecoming dance. So. Yeah, I, I guess I always viewed dates and dances as different things. Because, like, dances are just kind of like, you know, we all just need someone to go with. But, like, a date is uh, yeah. just like, I think you're special. I just want to take you out on, like non-school time <laughs> so yeah that doesn't i don't think they traditionally i mean according to my children they, that's just not how things are done anymore <laughs> well what do so, i know i mean i look, don't know i we'll get to it later but i'm sitting here thinking you know this is coming off the coattails of me watching a show about there's a difference between dating and courting and oh please we'll be talking about that for totally sure talk about that. so halloween was last night yes. and you guys like left your neighborhood and and did something completely different what did you guys do so what happened was is victor's parents flew in from oklahoma last weekend because he had they had been visiting some family who live up more in the foothill region 
it just made more sense for us to drive up to the foothill area and trick or treat in like El Dorado Hills or you know Cameron Park area because that's okay. where they all were. And I'm just like, okay. well, I'm not going to argue with that because if the kids get whole candy bars, I mean, I'd be thrilled. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest, El Dorado Hills is not poor. No, it's an it's a nice neighborhood, right? And so there also is a church because they are are very lovely people and they all attend church. And so there is okay. a church that they had been going to as a family for many many years. So you basically get to trick or treat at this little harvest festival that they do. Okay. And cool. so we went and did that, and the kids had an absolute blast. And Good. so we trick-or-treated for a little while, but it was so freaking cold and raining last night oh, that yeah. it did not last long because everyone was cold, everyone was wet. Olivia, right. she went as, of course, Elsa. And <laughs> please private message me if you have a young daughter and you did not have your daughter Elsa. dresses Elsa because I feel like I should send you something like an award or something. Like, how did you keep your daughter from dressing up as anything <laughs> every other picture, than Elsa? Every person was Elsa. What and happened so, to her wig, by the way? So she had the wig. So, well, here's the thing about Halloween and young kids is you may not remember. You may probably remember this, but, you know, they don't wait until the evening time to put their costumes on. Like, oh, no, they're on all day. That thing... I finally, you know, could fight her off until 11. But I mean, the wig, we bought her a wig the day before. The wig was like literally looking like a piece of evidence from Law & Order SVU. Yes, I mean, I it saw. was getting tangled and, it was and, you know, it had stains on it. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, Olivia, I'm like, you can't touch the wig anymore. And she's like, why? I love it. And I'm like, because. I'm like, you're not going to be able to wear this. I'm like, Looks like a dead animal. I'm like, you can't brush synthetic meltable nylon straw whatever the stuff over is again. i'm right. like i tried to run a comb through it and then i was just i felt like i was covered in a hair spider web i'm like get me out oh, of yeah. here and they, so, they shed like crazy it was everywhere and yes. so i finally put the wig away and i got it styled to where you know we can just slip it on her head sure and so she ran around in the dress i had this little headpiece and so finally it came time to go so we put the wig on but you know she, it's a woman-sized wig and she's so, a four-year five, i'm sorry a five-year-old girl and not to mention head. she's her head's like the size of an apple i mean it's tiny <laughs> so i, I mean try pinning small. a grown woman's wig full of you know five pounds of matted hair yes. to a five-year-old and it, it just, kept falling off and then plus add rain to the mix i mean but it was just basically like a wet mop by the time we got to like the third house so she you know eventually the wig got tossed into a bag somewhere and oh uh, okay she was over no the wig. wig and but then everyone started to get cold and wet and you know me i was already cold and wet so you were i was done already i was already having a miserable time and you're like so, whenever you guys want to go I'll, i'm ready lo and behold i only got into one small altercation with hey. another teenage boy, which is not bad. I, but see, the funny thing is, this is the first year I've actually gone trick or treating because usually I'm like, I'm you're handing out candy. I'm home base, right? So I yeah. don't have to like really be out with the masses. <laughs> what did you do? Well, so I was standing there talking to the kids, and there's the teenagers that are like the 15 year olds that are trick or treating, and they always piss me off because I'm just like, you're too old to be trick or treating. That's just my oh, opinion, right? But one walked past me, and he was trying to make like a weird little demonic voice, and he mm. whispered something like near my ear when he walked <gasps> past me. Did you hit him? This was literally right in front of the church, Jamie. And so oh. I said, what did you say to me? I said, it's nice to be scary with your hoodie on. And so, of course, <laughs> I started screaming. And he's like, well, hey, now. And I'm like, sorry, I shouldn't yell and call people douchebags in front of 
all these little children that we have. And oh, so well. anyways, they came back out, but he flipped his hood off. He was like walking across the grass the opposite direction because he didn't want to come near me again. No, you've done enough. But you know what? And then he did it again, though, just to mock <gasps> me as he was walking oh. away. And I'm oh, like, you know what? Him. I'm like, this is what happens when parents don't care about you. Go back home, you <laughs> Section 8 dweller. Oh, my And God. I started screaming <laughs> expletives at them. And Victor wasn't there because he was getting jackets out of the car. And so when he came back, you know, there was an awkward silence among everyone. And I'm like, hey, honey, I'm like, I only managed to get in one altercation. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, what, like, what, what did happened? you do? I was trying to make a joke about it, but nobody else really found it funny. So I just can't help myself. I can't help myself. I'm, I'm not <laughs> over knocking a 14-year-old to the ground. I just, I don't care. Well, if they're being assholes... So here's the thing is, is that I was without costume. I wasn't going to dress up, but the kids kept saying like, well, mom, you know, they wanted me to dress up. And so I'm like, all right, well, what do I have? So I pulled down the old plastic Evangeline bag and I'm like, well, let's just thumb through here and see, you know, what we've got here. And <laughs> I'm like, I well, wear? clearly these little stringy things can't be worn because we're going no. to a church. I said, oh, well, look, I'm all there's wristlets. There's a little necktie and an apron and then like the Perfect. little hat thing. And I'm like, I'll be a French maid. And I look at Victor, I'm like, a French maid can go to church, can't she? And he kind of <laughs> just looked at me. He's like, uh, sure. Yeah, why not? You know, unfortunately, yeah. I was a bit cleavaged out. But, you know, that's so just what that's just how I am. It's just the way yeah. I look. And hmm. so yeah. we go in there. We're playing the games. And then I started making like Christian jokes, not like on <sighs> purpose. But um, we went to like this putting green thing where it's like if you get a hole in one you get a bunch of candy or something so olivia mm. ryan tried he didn't get it but the guy gave him like a big handful of candy and he was looking at me and he put it in ryan's bag and he's like here you know have it have a book you know that was a good try and i'm like oh thank you because i was bending over helping ryan you know oh. with the putting green sure and then it was olivia's turn so i'm bending over helping olivia and he's like here let her take two handfuls and then i he w practically dumped his whole bucket in our pillowcase you're like what's and i'm going like thank on? you and he's just like thank you bye and i'm like bye and i'm you're just like why what's going on you're like oh so i said well i'm like i guess temptation Oops. i guess temptation doesn't escape all of us no it does not <laughs> so, it doesn't matter even if you funny. are in the house of the lord well, that that is quite uh, quite the evening. I know. I'm glad Always. you survived. Mine was a little more subdued um, because I we have three adult children and then Malia is fourteen. So Malia got invited to a Halloween party that was a slumber party. Oh, okay. Mackenzie is completely and fully embracing college life. So, like, I haven't seen her in two days. Oh, I mean, she sake. is, if she's not playing water polo, she's working. If she's not working, she's at someone's house or she's at the dorms. You know, she's totally living it up, making tons of friends. Oh, good for her. Needless to say, I've had shock of all shock, everybody. I had a migraine. And so last night I was not feeling well. So I was laying upstairs watching TV. Not, not even any good scary movies were on or nothing. I mean, it was like a boring Friday night. So my migraine had kind of dissipated a bit. And so we had a couple of trick-or-treaters and Daryl was handling the, the station downstairs and he was handing out the candy. And I was upstairs and I pulled out all of my wigs. 
Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you, how many wigs do you all have over there? Because I have, let's see. Well, see, here's the thing. When we were little, even our mom wore wigs. Because back in the 60s and 70s, women wore wigs. So they didn't have to do their hair every day sometimes. Or really? they would add hair pieces. You know, it was just part of the, you know, always looking put together in the 50s, 60s era God, maybe I mean, 70s even i think the word the easiest someone can get away with and i say get away with lightly is if they have one of those <laughs> hair scrunchies that's like you know a right. rubber band with hair on it and it just makes it look like you've done something somewhat i don't know what to your and hair. i don't know you know because you know um african-american women they have well, hair that's pieces. different yeah that's different they get to weave i don't in mean just well i don't even mean weaves that you like sew into no, your hair do. yeah I mean, they have like full-blown they weaves. do wigs you know it's it's a very old-fashioned way but anyway so i remember mom had some wigs and so i pull out and i'm like you know what i'm feeling a little frisky and you know i had a picture of myself with my katy perry wig on from a couple of years ago but i'm like you know i have this really cool pink wig that i bought last year and I didn't get to take a picture of myself in it. So I styled it and I brushed it all out and I put it on. I was like, oh my God, this thing kicks ass. It was a really cool wig. It, it was is totally so cool. like B-52's Rome. Yes. Like I loved it. I love it. And so I put it on. I was as like, soon as oh I saw God. a ball, Rome, if you want to. I know, Rome right? around the world. I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> this looks really good. And then before that, I was like, you know what? Maybe, I, maybe it's Elvira because she has this big beehive it thing would on top. be if it was black, but it was hot pink. I said pink Elvira, but you know, you're, but to me, someone said B-52s. I'm like, oh, of course, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what I, I look thought. like. Yeah, Damn it. Exactly yeah, I, I was wrong. Oh, so all right. It was still cute. What was funny, though, is that I had put on, I have this um, Asian bob wig. Like, it's bl super jet black, I've but seen it's that super one duper before. short. Yeah. So I, I brushed it all. I put it on. I said, you know what? No matter what I do, I just look so dog ugly in this thing. <laughs> I can't God. stand it. How much? So wait a minute. How many wigs do you have? I have the short Asian uh, bob wig. I have the B-52's hot pink wig. I had that purple Katy Perry wig, but I think Tyler stole it. So I don't know where that one oh, went. That's upsetting. Okay. <laughs> and then I have uh, the one that I bought last year, which is a super long um, Japanese ninja wig. It's like goes down to my butt. But so I'm guessing you're buying like higher end wigs, not I am, like I do. I buy they're, they're the higher end wigs, the ones that you like those pop up stores that come up. They actually have a high end section for wigs and stuff. And so I usually buy one a year. And I don't don't ask me why. It's a very strange thing that I do. But I do love them. I think they're hysterical. So I put it on. And I heard the doorbell ring. And I come running out in the black bob wig. And I go, oh, did we get trick-or-treaters? And I was like, uh... Hello. What are you doing up there? He's, He's like, probably thought that you've just reached your therapeutic capacity of pills. <laughs> He's like, and he's uh, just like, well, I guess we're we'll let her do this one. <laughs> He's like, are you are you feeling better? And I said, I am. He goes, um, playing with the wigs. <laughs> I said, yeah. I think Did you I have am. a white wine so spritzer in your hand. You wearing your furry uh, high heeled slippers? <laughs> no, nothing like that. Although, of course, he's like, you know, if you want to leave that wig on, oh, and I said, gosh. this is the it ugly one. Nice. I don't want this wig. I'll be like, I'll put it on. It'll be a merkin. Have fun. But here's the funny part. Although is like, I'll well, warn you, twenty minutes later, you'll probably want more. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen at least. Yeah, right. So I decided that if I was going to wear this pink wig and take a picture of myself in it, I should have cat eyes. 
Well, you of know. course. Yeah, you can't just put something like that. They would look weird. So I started doing the cat eye with, I have this liquid eyeliner I just bought. And so I started doing the cat eye and I kept screwing it up. So before I knew it, I had like a half an inch thick Well, black. it looked like your eyes had started to water at some point. <laughs> and so I, only because I know you. Yes, only you because know. I know you. I'm like, could you tell how, how pale I was? Well, yes. I'm only I, mean, I knew you had had a migraine. I'm like, well, she's clearly feeling better. I said she struggled a bit with the eyeliner. <laughs> Eyes are starting to water. Yeah. I don't know that the mascara actually made it on, but there there was, but it was very difficult to see because I had so much black liner on, you couldn't even <laughs> see my lashes anymore. God. But I'm like, you know what? It's still a funny photo and my no, boobs look good in flattering. it and you look so, really thin. You know, I've been trying. I've been working out. Kudos I've been... for you. Yes. Well, thank you for. But although Daryl goes, well, you look really good in this, and I didn't do any weird funky angles. You know, I I don't. You know, I didn't thin my body out. I said no. It's. I think it's the height of the wig. The wig was a good foot above oh, my yeah. head. Maybe it elongated. Things. It elongated me, and Daryl's like, your head. <laughs> like I don't know, but he wanted me to wear that thing out because we're like, well, we're alone. Let's go get a cocktail or something. So we went to the Mexican restaurant and we got it. We went in there and were you everybody... wearing the wig? No. Why not? I didn't want to. I okay. I felt weird. The Ugly Truth mobile app is now available for Droid and Apple users. Of course, the episodes are always free and available anywhere you listen to podcasts. To get more info and download the links. Visit UglyTruth.com slash app. Now, let's get back to the uglies. Well, do you want me to tell you about my mammogram story? So, why... Okay, so first of all, mammograms, I thought that was... Is that a 40-year-old thing or is that a 50-year-old thing? It's 40. Oh, so you're... Well... You're past the bloom of youth a little bit on this one. 40s, early 40s. There's no real... You know, they've changed it up so many times. <laughs> Stop making excuses. You should have gotten it done four years ago. Actually, no. My doctor said this was fine. I'm okay. I'm super healthy. My 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 breasts, my beautiful breasts. Of course they are. They are fantastically healthy. But, you know, it's just a base. Every woman, you know, you hit that time of your life. You got to get them done. You got to so, get the squeeze, as mom says. Right. So I'd been putting it off for a couple of months, um, mainly because, you know, right after I got the referral to go get my mammogram done, my son almost killed himself on a bike. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I put it off for, t- for eight weeks because he was recovering. And then my doctor was calling me literally every week. Hi, Jamie. Just calling to see if you've scheduled your mammogram. Oh, my God. I mean, it was October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I mean, I how many Susan G. Komen things did you have to see <laughs> on every sporting event, every Price is Right, every newscast? I mean, it's literally in it's your everywhere. face. Everyone wears everything. Here's the thing. This is, what, this is the uh, weirdness of me. I have always been terrified of, of being, you know, getting cancer. I know. You're afraid Our of the big whole life. C. It's your, well, it's your, th- it's your thing. In the, I mean, in the, in the prime of my youth, I was sure that I had a tumor in my chest and that my mom was like, honey, you're just, it's a breast bud. It's you're, glands. You're- I know. I thought the same thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I've always been so afraid. A lot of that has to do with the fact that I lost a friend during puberty from cancer. Really? Um, oh, and, right, right, right. And but ever she- since then, I was sure that I was going to get it too. But what's funny is um, I went in to have my exam and everything, and m- I am actually more terrified of the exam in the doctor's office 
than anything. I would think the squeeze would hurt. Like I would be afraid that the thing would malfunction and it would like squeeze my breast <laughs> off. Well, I don't know. I haven't had one yet, but I'll let you know when I, oh, when so I you do didn't get, get it done. It yet. Okay. Well, well, no, I was telling you the story of how I had to schedule it. So oh. Daryl had to have some blood work done. So I said, since you're going to do that, I'm going to run down the hall and schedule my mammogram so that I can get the doctor off my back. But, but the thing about me is this. I have literally no anxiety about getting a mammogram, like none, which what? is so so funny because you would you think like, that I would be terrified. I think you're like having like a dis- disassociative like episode when it comes to the <laughs> mammogram. Like you're not even yourself right now. Like you've risen I above just, your body and you're watching it happen to yourself. I'm, I'm afraid of getting blood tests to determine whether or not I have an illness. I'm afraid of having the doctor check my breasts, but I am not afraid of getting a mammogram. It's like I totally am so not. I think what it is is because... I am so confident they're not going to find anything that I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. You know, I'm not... And because I'm the had complete it. opposite. I go to the doctor and I hope they find something because I'm like, <laughs> God, I feel like shit all the time. So please, <laughs> yeah. what do you don't, I don't send me away empty handed? Don't just say, well, it could be age. It could Give just be genetics. And I'm like, please, something, something so, to grab onto instead of just being, you know, a whiny nag. I know, right? So anyway, I'm like, all right, fine. So I'm here. I'm, I'm the door is facing me. So I walk in and <laughs> it's like it's like a space movie. Yeah. And all this like white smoke comes out. Right. So I walk in. I said, hi. I go, actually, I'm simply here to schedule a mammogram for whenever. And she's like, all right. So I go through the process and it takes like 30 minutes to schedule the appointment because I'm a new quote unquote new patient. So they boobs. have to put in all the information. They couldn't confirm my insurance. I mean, it was all this stuff. She goes, and this is just a regular mammogram? I'm like, yes. Because, and I know you're not going to believe this, but everybody thinks I'm much younger than I than I am because I'm aging so gracefully. Well, <laughs> so. I'm going to have to start doing whatever you do. If I don't know if you're taking face shots or what, but I'll do no. it because I... I'm not <laughs> I don't gra- I'm not aging gracefully I'm aging. every time like she's like so you this is your first mammogram and I said yeah they're like well is there something wrong and I said no and so See, finally she that took doesn't make sense to me because I mean I'm like well no you work in the mammogram office where the hell have you been what about this whole preventative shit what I'm only supposed to come in if I find something you no, are the very reason that's what makes me mad about that lady no it, I wasn't mad because I don't look old enough to need one oh, that's the thing she thought you were just being like hyperactive or something well they don't let you be hyperactive you have to have a reason if you're not for if you're under the age of 40 you shouldn't be getting a mammogram unless there's something wrong. Right. Gotcha. That's basically what they say. So, so you basically, said, no. you were carded via breast and I face. was carded. She carded me. And so uh, after we went through all that process, but here's what's funny. So Daryl's finishing and he's sitting in the waiting room. He's sitting in the room watching me register and try to get my appointment. And this dude comes in with his wife and he has a chihuahua with him in a sweater. And okay. the, the chihuahua was crying. It's like... <laughs> You know, and it's doing this. This dude walked right up behind me and was practically touching me with his dog. And I'm standing there at the window registering. And I turn around like, oh, hello. How are you, Chihuahua? And the dude's like, oh, hey, she's really sad. And I'm like, um. I don't care. (laughs) I'm not touching it. I I refuse to touch the dog. I think, And I'm not touching you, you smelly old man, whatever you are. And what's funny is it's not like it's just an open end. I'm standing at a window. You know, it's not like I'm standing, you know, 
well, they don't with make you others. like pop them out right there and you know do a like you know a date stamp or something. <laughs> so I like, turned around and I'm like, oh, hello, Chihuahua. No, she's really nice. Why do people and have to bring their dogs everywhere? God, I don't know. So, but the, and the dog was being annoying, and so Daryl said he goes, I, I. I was on my way. He got up and started walking towards me because I was like, what is this guy doing to you? Like, why is he hovering around you? Right. He goes, I was ready to go. Excuse me. Can I help you with something? <laughs> because right. he was right there. Are you handing the dog to me or is there a reason you're standing freakishly close? Yeah. So I finally, so I got my appointment. It's next month. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. So we turn around. We're walking out. And I go, God, that was like a Magilla. It was ridiculous to get a freaking appointment here. But now it's all said and done. And I can just show up and, you know, get the boobs squished and get out of here. <sighs> and so we're walking out. And this old man, apparently, I know I saw the old man. And he was kind of wobbly with his cane, you know. And he's like, hello, excuse me. And he was like smiling and doing everything. And then Daryl turns the corner and he goes, oh, and he, his face totally dropped in disappointment. And I'm like, sorry, I'm married. Sorry, I have a husband. Sorry, guy who could be my great grandfather. I didn't think you thought it I was available. To show it doesn't matter. Like, I can't tell you how many times at the casino where I've had guys come and like sit at machines next to me and then Victor walks up and then they kind of like print their ticket out in a huff and take off. And I'm like... <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of game they think that they have. And I mean, you know, good. Good for them for thinking that. But I'm talking dudes like in their like late 60s, early 70s. And I'm like, right. I am. Do I look like. So we're I talking mean, like whole generations apart right. here. Not even just a couple years. Look, if you can, if you're old enough to be my grandpa, I'm not interested. I can tell you that right now. Ain't going to happen. You know, no offense, but just not interested. Just not my the thing. times. Understand where you're at in life, you know? <laughs> Jeez. So anyway, Daryl is like, what the hell? And no, so this is the, this is the imaging center. So they do, like, there was a little girl getting her, her arm in a sling. She was going to oh, be getting, okay, you know, okay. little digital x-rays. So there's a variety of people. The whole place is plastered with Ebola posters. It's like, oh, if you've God been to West sake. Africa, if you have petted a bat, please God. inform us immediately. And it's like, well, well I go, have you been touching bats? There's so many stupid people who are trying to like go there, come back and then just like go to a mall and cough on everyone because they think <laughs> that like, I don't need to be, you know, quarantined. I'm like, that's until oh, your that eyeballs start bleeding out of your head and then you've killed a thousand people, you idiot. Like God. that fucking, fucking cunt nurse. I swear to God. If that nurse had been my friend, I would have been like, we are no longer friends, you freaking disease bitch. I'd be like, bitch. you are putting, for what? Why are you, I don't. What does it matter? I don't understand why it's an option. And here's the other thing. What's wrong with being on vacation for three weeks in your house? I would be in heaven. Jamie, I have been begging for that for how many <laughs> episodes now? How many Do episodes you know? have I asked to just be in the hospital with access to pain medication and rest? <laughs> That's all That's I a want. Vacation. I swear to God, I can. I you could poll every mother who has a, a school age child, and if they said, "Hey, you've been exposed to something. You don't have it." But just for the protocol, for safety of the community, you're going to have to be, you know, in your home for three weeks just to be give it the all clear, which Alone, means with you, no one, 
which means you can't take your children to school. You can't go to the grocery store. You can't run the errands that piss you off. I'd be like, done and done. Do I have to sign something? This sounds like a timeshare scam. Sign me up. What do I owe? Be all in. All in. I'd be like, yes and yes. That's what they should be selling now. They should be selling like Ebola getaways. Like if you think you've been exposed, you know, and it's brought to you by the Hilton. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Let's do our bad TV recaps. Recently, I think television has hit an all-time low. I saw that even the title alone is just dumb. What is it? It's called Dude, You're So Screwed. What? And so it's basically four guys. They all have either Navy SEAL background, they're survivalists, blah, blah, blah. Three of them are at closed circuit television watching the third or the fourth somehow try and survive this situation and get to civilization. Blah, blah. It's basically like impractical jokers survival series. It, know. Is it like is it like that one show uh, fat guys in a forest or something? No, because these people are no, these people aren't trying to overcome anything. They're literally like just trying to challenge each other to beat times and everything. But the, the guys are watching the three guys that are not in the challenge. They're watching and they're saying like, well, when you're in this situation, you should be doing this and this and this. It's oh. it's, it's the same exact format as Impractical Jokers. Where there's oh. three guys in a room somewhere and there's the oh. one guy they're watching. Except okay. it's in a survival series. And I'm like, why are we that desperate for we're where we're just like taking these formats and just, you know, no. stamping them on any little category that it could stick to? I think what it is, is that people basically what production companies do is they take a concept and they try it with a bunch of different types of hypotheticals they throw it all against the wall and hopes that something sticks let's be real somehow not by me or the people that i know but there are people who just ate up the honey boo boo oh shit god so to to think that that the television viewing community wouldn't pick up on some other stupid thing means you know hey let's true. just throw it all out there one of them's going to stick and then we'll dump all the rest and this will be the one. And so that's so we get I'm, these dumb shows. It made me angry because I'm just like it's insulting as a human being to think that, you know, some people that they these TV people or whatever, they think that some people have just such a reduction of brain cells well, that they, they would just watch meaninglessness. But they do. That's the thing. But, you know, OK, so, you know, have this weird thing about polygamy. I don't know. No, this. we're all weird about it. We all we've all pondered it. I don't know why. Probably because we grew up in somewhat of a, what would be considered more of an extreme type of religion. It was just a conservative Christian religion. It, to me, it's just such a it's it's a something I would never ever consider a practice of doing. I would never consider polygamy. I would consider it, but that's just me. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. And so the Five Wives show came back on the air. And the first thing I noticed, well, there were a couple of things I noticed. One, they've thrown some more money at the production company. So it's a little more rehearsed. For example, here's an example. He is with this one of the wives and they're sitting there talking and the little girl comes in out of nowhere and she's like, can I have a popsicle? And the mom's like, honey, no, it's time to go to bed. She gets out of the bed and she has the, the little girl happens to have a mic. She's mic'd. And she's got like a little pack. You can see the battery pack on oh, her pajamas. Oh, so like that was a totally staged. That was a totally rehearsed, staged thing. How stupid. 
the other thing is, is you know how they do on certain reality shows. Now they're putting them in situations. So now stressful situations. No, no. They're promoting businesses by, for example, two of the wives and the husband went, quote unquote, they went rafting for a double date. So a a rafting company has now taken them and put them on, you know, with all the all the trimmings that come with a rafting trip, you know, so they're putting them in these promotional situations right. now where they're actively doing stuff because well they couldn't afford to do those otherwise right and so there's that and it makes for good tv to see you know middle-aged nobodies going rafting who have no skill sets and they pretty much hate each other <laughs> and of course shocker they got picked to do the double date together that was probably completely happenstance i mean there was no way that was on purpose right <laughs> No, of course they did it on purpose. Of I mean, they did. If, yes. it would be boring so, otherwise if they didn't. It, exactly. It's just like you said, it's like midget wrestling, Jamie. I mean. The other thing I noticed is um, they did a Father's Day episode, right? And <laughs> initially, you know, this guy looks really wholesome. And I'm sure he is. I'm sure he isn't. He was drunk. And if you watch the episode, you'll totally see it. He's barbecuing burgers and he's got this humongous like spatula and he turns to whoever's listening. This is the polygamous size spatula. And he turns around and he's like, all right, I'm going to try to flip all these burgers. And there's a couple of kids watching him. So he flips them and he doesn't do it very successfully. And he turns, he's like, these will just be our juicy burgers. Like he's totally slurring. Oh my God. God. Totally slurring. And I said, wow. And of course, and so the then, teen goes inside and says to mom, dad's hammered again. Dad's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so on the opposite end, the uh, Duggars family wedding occurred this week. It was a two-hour special. And I will say this. Now, I realize if you peel back a couple of layers on the Duggars, you're probably not going to pretty much, you're not going to like a whole lot of what they represent. Well, you I just mean, won't be able to relate. Well, it's not even about right relation. Like, I am really okay with people who believe that abortion is murder. I'm okay with people believing that marriage consists of one man and one woman. Where I start having a problem is when you're starting to dislike or judge or make it difficult for others who don't necessarily believe your belief system. And that's okay, but I just don't, I'm not a big fan of people who are hateful or judgmental of others who may not carry that same moral code that they do. So you mean like the Duggars, they only hang out with people who share their same... Well, that's okay, but my point is is that the Duggars go on road trips politically and promote these beliefs to others in a, in a way where it is like, you know, gay people are, are wrong. You know, right. you've had an abortion, you're a murderer. You know, I would never right. do that. I would never go out no. and tell people, but but they do. And so that's where I have a problem. And if you peel back the layers of the wholesome view of the Duggars outside of the TV show, they're not necessarily people you would necessarily find as wholesome in the way they promote politically. Well, I mean, I think they're like any extreme situation yeah. or extreme family what we see on the show is probably the it's most the very best. It's the most palatable and Yes. The, and they barely talk about what Josh does for a living. He works for a tea party well, he's organization a lobbyist, yeah. in DC and they're very aggressive with their with their agenda and that's fine. Well the thing about Josh, and we've talked about this before, he's got Twitter, they've got Facebook, you know, they're oh, yeah. all about like in the time so I 
think that as the kids get older, they make their own choices. I was going to tell you now, Jill and Derek, they have Twitter now, too. And, you know, they all it's it's like once they get past the childhood thing and they move on now they're kind of infiltrating into you know the real world because they kind of have to that's the thing i didn't understand is is the parents make it sound like the couples each set out their own rules but basically it sounded like they would have been shunned if they didn't follow those rules i think the baseline for courting is no physical contact outside of side hugs which i don't really know what and if you're engaged you can hold hands and i thought you can kiss if you, you want can. to. You can. But it's highly discouraged for no, the wedding they, day. The problem is that Josh decided that they were going to save their first kiss for their wedding. Who does that? And now all the siblings are following suit. When the reality is, is if you look at Jessa and Ben <laughs> just got married this weekend. And, and I'm telling you, that girl doubled down on that guy long yeah, there's, before. I was. They, they have the look of wanton sex... They have the look eyes. of like they've done some stuff. And so yeah. they'll be We've like, seen well, some things. <laughs> she's just like, I'll take that to my grave and I'll gladly right. wipe my chin and, and go about my <laughs> merry way. <laughs> but uh, the, the Jill Duggar wedding, um, you know, like I said, you peel away the layers of the Duggars. You probably, you know, you may or may not like what you see. But if you're just watching the show and taking it for what it is, it is a very sweet it was very touching, uh, I thought. Wholesome family who genuinely believes in chastity and, you know, white weddings. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I no. would, I think in the perfect world, we would all want our daughters to be able to wear a white wedding dress for real and well, have it be wonderful does. and, you know, whatever. So, yeah, but I mean, even if you look, I wore a white wedding dress and I was pure snow white on my wedding day, my first one. And that didn't mean dick. So I'm just saying that, well, no, I, you know, it's it's well, it's all fantasy and fun and games until it isn't but i mean i get it i don't think that's true i don't think that's true for everybody i think that saving yourself for marriage is still a noble idea and you know most people would say when they meet the right person i really wish i had waited yeah i can see that but i'm just telling you that whole we've and i know we've i think we've talked about this before that whole like going from kissing to freaking like in 30 G- minutes just squirting penetration like what's happening <laughs> yeah, nakedness that's quite shocking that is extreme like it feels shocking for sure if you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week make sure to hang out with the uggs on their social networks visit uglytruth.com and click on the facebook and twitter buttons to friend and follow the show if you do there's a good chance you'll hear all about their ugly and awkward moments as they happen Plus, you can share yours with us. Go to ugleetruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. I think it's time for our ugly and awkward moment of the week brought to you by Amazon. Amazon! As I mentioned, um, my in-laws are visiting from Oklahoma, um, Victor's parents. And so 
when family's in town, a bunch of family just kind of gets together and they all meet at places to eat. And there's like 20 of us. And Mm -hmm. so we were doing that one night. We went to this pizza place in Folsom. There was like 20 of us sitting in a circle. You know, there's kids running around and we're trying to wrangle everybody. And so someone's like, well, okay, the pizza's here. Um, Let's bless the meal. And so I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So everyone starts holding hands. And so I put my head down and across the table from me is Olivia and her little nephew or her little um, male cousin. And he was digging his finger in his nose and oh my God. was then about to, you know, pull out to hold Olivia's hand. So I'm just like, Tyler, I'm like, don't pick your nose and eat it before you hold Olivia's hand. <laughs> and as soon as I said that, I would say like, and then as soon as I said that, I heard... And again, for thanking you for letting the um, uh, Todd family be here. So they were already like mid-blessing when I shouted that. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't hear it. So I burst into the middle of the prayer demanding that he not pick his booger and eat it and then hold Olivia's hand. Oh, dear. And everyone stops and from, you know, that bowed head position looks up at me and I'm just like, oops, sorry. (laughs) You've been on a roll this week, haven't you? With your rudeness. And I was just thinking about, you know, to me, that's an emergency. Getting ready to hold a hand of someone who just picked their nose. I mean. Oh, God. Oh, gross. That's like, you know, you just don't do that. And so I was trying to, I was just going to get a napkin to wipe his hand or something or just tell them not to hold hands or whatever. But Or just yell, hey, don't pick your nose and hold my daughter's hand. That's basically what I said, but it was already mid-blessing and it was embarrassing. And so, you know, all 20 of them had to stop their prayer or stop the blessing (laughs) to hear me. For the heathen to yell. Shout about picking your booger and holding hands. So there you have it. That's mine. Well, uh, last, you know, last week, you know, Daryl was on vacation. And so we decided to head up to Placerville to go to Apple Hill because traditionally we go and buy a big box of apples and then I make pies or we, you know, just eat them, you know, just whatever. But we generally try to go up before Halloween. So we went up and there's a cute little restaurant that opened up. We we pseudo know the owners because we met them uh, about a year ago at their little farm stand and so they opened up this new restaurant and so we went into downtown placerville and Uh ate there and it was really really good and they're so friendly and they they literally are working there now it's just a really cool little place so daryl and i were sitting there he goes hey across the street is a bookstore and he knows how much i love antique books and so we said we should go over there and check it out so we walk across the street go through the bookstore and it's like way overpriced because it's a touristy town you know a lot of people go in there to look at antiques in old placerville right it's and so things are like triple the the expected price of something and it was just way ridiculous and so we made fun of everything and then we left and so we're walking across the street now this is what happens and it probably happens to you too I forget who I am and I forget that I always have to be completely aware of myself at all times. You can't ever let your guard down, Jamie. The second, the instant. It's like a handicap. You can't ever not be aware. The instant that I decide to look up in the sky. Oh, God. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy the environment. Enjoy the my company. And walk or just stand still. I was walking. (laughs) I swear to God, Paula, the nanosecond that I looked up to the sky and said, it is such a beautiful. And I looked and I trip and I I hit the only crack of a pothole in Placerville. Of course. 
on the road and we're kind of walking swiftly because we're crossing the street and I hit it with and and I hit the one little rock that was in the pothole. I tripped over, tripped forward, ran into Daryl and I look like a drunkard and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Are you all right? And I'm like, well, I hurt the bottom of my foot. I almost fell because I was trying to enjoy the moment and luckily I didn't fall, but there was a car coming. So we get out, we get on the thing and I'm slipping and I'm just, I can't see, I'm like a baby deer trying to like get my bearings. So I get home and I'm like, well, that was embarrassing because it was in the middle of the road during lunch hour. So everybody saw me do it. Of course. I take off my boots and I have a perfectly round black bruise on the bottom of my foot. Oh my God, for heaven's sake. And I'm like, this is what I get for trying to absorb the day. And the joy Just of wait until you get to the, the curb, afternoon. stop, hold someone's hand, and then hold the pole <laughs> on the other hand, right? and then glance up. We have what to brace r- ourselves. That's what, but see, that's what happens is you, you know, you forget who you are and you forget where you are and suddenly you think you're like a normal person. If I get too many things in my hand, like if I have like a piece of paper, like a pen and then my purse on my arm, I'm paralyzed. Like I'm like, I can't do anything. I, and right. someone's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, you want me to walk with all of these? I'm like, here, you've got to hold some of these things because I you're can't gonna have do to take, this. You're going to have to take some responsibility. They're like, well, I can take the ballpoint pen if you'd like. I'm like, that's fine. Just whatever. <laughs> I, I need an appendage to guide me. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, it, I'm unbalanced right now. Oh, for heaven's so, yes. sakes. Well, so, yeah, and Daryl's like, are you all right? And I'm like, shut your hole. Just, just let's just get me to a safe, to flat surface. I know. Oh, he wasn't trying to be polite. He knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, isn't it funny when they indulge? And so, like, I actually <laughs> had two this week. The bursting out during prayer was much funnier. I was going, so we have one of those tall lamps in our living room, you know, that's got the base and then the (laughs) tall lamp. So I, it's next to our console table, like, which is the entry table to the apartment. And so I went to go get my purse because I was going to run at the store and I stepped on it and it just ever so lightly tipped the lamp and went boink right on my head, (laughs) the middle of my forehead. Like stepping on a rake. But you know, all the kids were playing video games, everyone's talking. So I'm thinking, oh, thank God, you know, nobody saw. So I glance up and my father-in-law looks at me and he's like, you all right? And I'm like, I'm fine. (laughs) That's and funny. so I'm just like, why, 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 why? But because you didn't pay attention enough, this is what it is. And the so. uh, the earth punishes you. Well, I think I win only because I uh, I interrupted God and everyone. Absolutely, so, yes. You, know, you absolutely. Even though God one. loves me, I know that. Jesus God lo- loves me. He loves all the little children. Yes, he does. The Bible tells <clears throat> me so. So, anyways, even the clumsy ones, even the clumsy ones, right? Or the ones that you know shout about boogers and you know hand right. holding hey he, prayer, he appreciates cleanliness he he knows what boogers are made of he it's knows disgusting. how he bacteria knows. is spread That's i mean right. i i firmly oh, believe that before i forget i wanted to tell you um jessica biel is pregnant oh god really justin timberlake's wife we assume with justin timberlake's baby let's just assume <laughs> because i want to believe they're not really together I, you know what? I don't know, but they announced the pregnancy because there were rumors floating around. And so within 12 hours, now less, like six hours, all of a sudden, congratulations to Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale for their first baby. God, I just want to believe so. that's not real. Him and Brit- I, you know, him and Brittany have to get back together one day. <laughs> well, they they may. You never know. I guess you never stranger, know. But stranger you know, things have happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like, well, well, I guess it was meant to. It was going to happen eventually. I mean, she's not doing anything, so I guess she's 
primed for babies, right? <sighs> yeah. Other than what else has she got going sitting on? around looking like a horse? I mean, there's not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, right. not a lot of movie roles calling for you know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. really. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'll well, be an interesting birth. Good for them, I guess. Yay. Yeah, congratulations. So. Wah, wah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week. As Daryl has mentioned in many of his plugs, visit our website, and that's where you can find all of our fun little nooks and crannies, such as Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, Avon, and all of our other little uh, places for you to visit and past mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. So have a good week and we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.